This is a Bandit Radio production. On this episode of One Team, One Podcast, we throw out some positivity with some SEC bouquets. We discuss LSU basketball recruiting in the depth chart again. And we have scheduled the Southern University Jaguars. It's One Team, One Podcast presented by Courtesy Automotive Group. And it starts right now. Guys, welcome back to another episode of One Team, One Podcast. I am Matt, and I am here with Jack. How's it going, Jack? I am Jack with One Team, One Podcast. <laughs> yeah, we just did some audio work, and we he probably just said that about 40 times. Yep. Well, guys, we got a good episode for you today. Um, you know, it's we're in the dog days of summer, COVID, mm. we got... There's protests going on. Um, It is um, not the time for sports right now, but here we are with a sports podcast, an LSU sports podcast. Um, But we're going to try to make it entertaining for you guys. I feel like there's a little bit of levity that everybody needs right now, and we're going to try to bring it to you. Um, What's going on with you, Jack? Uh, I just got back from the beach, round two. And you went and played golf today, huh? Played golf today. Played Man. golf yesterday. Oh, to be young again. Yeah. With no responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Played nine holes in an hour over at Webb. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can ride the carts and all that over there now, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. Uh, how'd you shoot? Do we want to talk about scores? Uh, no. No, we don't? Uh, okay. No, not today. Not yet. Okay. We'll get there one day. We'll shot, brag about our scores one day. I shot a 95 at a uh, course called Cypress Bend and... Uh, Gulf Shores yesterday. So Gulf Shores. Felt good about that. We never played there. I've never played there. We played, so we actually, we played Cotton Creek two years ago. You remember that? Cotton Creek? Or was yeah. it another creek? It was, it's called, creek it was called Cotton Creek. We played there. Uh, it's part of Craft Farms. Craft and, Farms. I right, remember that. Yeah, we played okay. Craft Farms. We played the Cotton Creek course. Mm. The other course is Cypress Bend. And that's where me and Billy oh, played. Man, that, that day we played at Craft Farms, it was just like a... It was so wet. You yeah, it was that? still rained real bad. Yeah, and yeah. It was muddy still. It was, wasn't a good time to judge the course. No, it wasn't Although good. Cypress Bend, they, a lot of people say, is the better course anyway. Hmm. So... Uh, I need to go back and play, but I know it's uh, I'm out for work. I'm about to go back into the office starting tomorrow, so um, it's almost too late to even play any golf now. It's going to be right back to the grind. Um, well, as always, guys, we want to thank our sponsor, uh, Courtesy Automotive Group, Courtesy Buick GMC in Lafayette, Brandon Lejeune over there. They've been really good to us. Also, shout out to Court Williams over there. Um, they've been really good to our podcast and really supported it. Uh, Brandon's an active listener. So, uh, I'm going to tag all of his information. You guys need to reach out to Brandon. He posts deals on Facebook all the time that you guys need to be aware of. And there's, there's used car deals that come in. He'll every now and then they'll get some kind of a steal of a deal that bring, that gets brought into the dealership. And when he posts it on Facebook, man, you better be ready to, to pull the trigger. Cause it's going to go quick. Um, 
So you guys go follow Brandon, uh, give him a like on Facebook, um, and reach out to him, send him a message there, or you can also email him at blejeune at courtesyautomotive.com. Um, like I said, big time LSU fans, uh, they would love to do business with another LSU fan like yourselves. Uh, so we, again, we really appreciate their sponsorship. I need to get some swag from him too. Oh, I wonder yeah. if they have some courtesy swag. Oh yeah. We could rep some, uh, and we could do like a courtesy, uh, we'll wear our courtesy polos and courtesy golf hats Ooh, and go cool. play golf one day. Yeah. Well, we can wear it on that alleged golf trip that we're going on. Uh, I need to go. Yeah. I need to schedule. I need to schedule a week off mm-hmm. and go take my yeah. golf trip somewhere. Uh, I, a couple weeks ago, actually, uh, I could tell Billy started listening to the podcast because he came up to me and he goes, Billy, are, that's my brother-in-law and right, your yeah, father-in-law. Yeah. 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 Uh, and he goes, well, not father-in-law. father-in-law. But, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, but he came up to me and he goes, oh my God, holy shit. I, can you believe that deal that, the, that Courtesy's doing uh, that y'all are talking about? And I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you're listening to the podcast. But <laughs> All, yeah. right. All right, Brandon, we got another one. That's, that's Cheryl's husband, Billy. We yeah. need to get Billy mm-hmm. on, on board. Yeah, it's definitely um, getting people's attention, I think, though. Let's see what kind of deal we can get for you, Jack. Maybe I can just get your information over to Brandon. He'll write, up, he'll write it up and then like you put the numbers in front of Billy. Right, Billy, and say, "Hey, yes or no, bro?" Like, <laughs> and you, I can do it for you if you want. So, hey, if we push one car out, we've we've made this sponsorship work, my friend. Oh yeah. So, again, special shout out to Brandon, uh, forty-seven fifty Johnston Street in Lafayette. Uh, they've been really kind to, to our podcast. And Jack, that brings us to our next segment. We just talked a lot about positivity with Brandon and courtesy, yeah, absolutely. And um, this world needs a lot of positivity at this mm-hmm. point, right? Yeah, for sure. So we are starting a new segment, and we're calling it SEC Bouquets. Um, This is where we talk about different teams in the SEC. And we just say nice things about them. We're going to just say nice stuff about these guys. Um, Normally, we wouldn't say nice things about them, but right now we feel like it's it's the right thing to do, uh, to to say positive things about... Maybe some rivals or maybe some teams that we just don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, Although, I don't know if you're ever going to hear me saying anything nice about Florida. Florida? Mm-hmm. You're not, that's going to be one where it's going to be a it's, deal breaker? It's going to be tough. I hear you. Well, we're going to try. We're going to, this is, <laughs> yeah, and here's the deal, guys. We're not going to, we're not going to just come out with every single team. I feel like we need to grow into this segment a little bit. Yeah. And it's going to take some time for us to warm up to a few teams in yeah. the SEC. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to start with a few today, mm-hmm. um, and then maybe next week we'll add a few. You know, who knows? Or if you guys have any suggestions, you guys hit us up on Twitter and let us know of uh, some bouquets that you guys want to send out. Um, so our first one that we'll start off with, the Ole Miss Rebels. Okay. What do you got? What, what, what nice things can we say about them? You start. You have a very attractive football coach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um... I really like the fact that he's got like an alias that he goes by, mm-hmm. Joey Freshwater. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like their red jerseys for football. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like their powder blue baseball uniforms. You know what I love what? is their super cool land shark mascot. <laughs> Wait, are you are you being sarcastic on our positive segment? I would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the point of this, Matt. You're uh, missing the point entirely. I, I like the way their fans wear their their hats and their frat straps. 
Yeah. yeah I think I like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I, I really like how their uh, the entire football program is just really well run, clean program. Yeah, and they never have any dumb penalties to lose games at the end of the game. No. They've never, I've never seen them do that. No, I mean, sportsmanship is always yeah. their Yeah, I have thing. never seen, I mean, for example, I've never seen an Ole Miss player, like, catch the winning pass, get in the end zone, and, like, pee like a dog. I've never seen that happen before. No. Um, so, kudos to Ole Miss. Um, shout out to the Ole Miss Land Sharks. a strangely specific thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where you got that from. I don't know. I just thought about it. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> um, who do we have next? Let's do... Uh, let's, I, I know we don't like them, but let's talk about the uh, Texas A&M. Texas A&M, A&M Aggies, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. What you got positive about A&M? I mean, you know, their, their defense every single year is like just so good. Considering that they're a Big 12 team, you know? Every single <laughs> yeah. year, strong. Big 12? Mm-hmm. Yeah, strong Big 12 defense. The best Big 12. Oh, wait. Uh, wait, no, they're not in the Big 12 anymore, are they? No. Oh. Well, still still solid. I like the fact that they embrace male cheerleaders. Oh, yeah. And have you seen those guys' pants? They're pretty confident. <laughs> and the tightness of their pants, uh, their jumpsuits. Uh huh. Um, they're they're not cheerleaders, by the way. They're yell leaders. Yell leaders, which is super cool. Eh, they're cheerleaders, right? Mm, I'm pretty sure they're called yell leaders, aren't they? Eh, you know what they're called? Yeah, but they're all the same, right? I guess it's a cheerleader, so. right? I guess so. Um, I just I I like how uh, have you been to a Texas A&M game? I've never been to an A&M game. Yeah. Not, not at A&M. Well, so it's, it's super fun. Uh, they, they kiss each other after touchdowns. Yeah, they do that. Uh, before the games, they do this big, fun uh, cult songs. All these big, fun cult songs that they all sing together. Yeah, but it's like yell practice. And they do uh-huh. Yeah, they, they do yell practice the night before the game. Very, where everybody comes out and they like have... Uh, they're out, but like by candlelight, and they're mm-hmm. watching all the uh, male cheerleaders yeah, do their yell practice. It's a, it's like a very, very fun cult. It, I, a fun cult. Yeah, yeah. It's like one of those ones that you sign up for, and you're like, yeah, you're is, like, hey, this, this would be a good be idea. A good this would be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. next thing you know, you're passing out pamphlets. This is a compliment, by the way. Yeah, no, no, yeah, totally for real. No, shout out to A and M. Um, all right, here's one. Uh, Missouri, the Missouri Tigers. Hmm. Um, <laughs> nice things to say about Missouri. Hmm. Yeah, let's see. What hmm. can we think about Missouri? Um, I just appreciate you just trying to be a part of the league, you know? Yeah. Like, you're doing everything you can. I don't think anybody... If they're kind of like Tiger Droppings. We always have that Tiger Droppings segment where nobody appreciates no. Tiger Droppings. Yeah. Nobody appreciates Missouri. Missouri, they do. They always like squeak out a win and, or two, and you're like, "Oh my god!" They and everybody's trying to find a rival for Missouri. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. let's help out Missouri. Yeah. Like, used to be Vanderbilt was the guy that we what always tried to help out, and we always tried to like, yeah. give them a, like a leg up. And right. now it's, I feel like it's Missouri. Like right. they're trying to make Arkansas and Missouri like a rival. Is that um, their big rival? The Missouri's. Yeah, Arkansas. Really, Missouri's big rival is probably Kansas, but they don't play in football. 
Oh, right. I'm just talking about in terms of like in the SEC, it's Arkansas. I think they try to make Arkansas. Like, they're basically like, well, we got Arkansas and we got Missouri. Well, why don't we try to make they're, them a rival? They're kind of close. It's kind of like LSU and Arkansas, actually. Yeah. They were trying to make LSU and Arkansas a rival for a while, but now we have A&M, right. and we don't need that anymore. Right. It's not know. a rivalry, but... Which one? A&M, LSU. No, it's about to be... Uh, uh, like, we're about to be, like, dog... Wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I gotta... So. We're being nice. Oh, nice. I was already... Jesus. Oh my gosh, I'm trying to. Oh my god. It's week one. Man. You and your hatred. It's week one. I'm trying to. I mean, sorry, AM. I like you guys. <laughs> I like your male cheerleaders. It's um, a fun cult, Matt. Fun cult, right. Um, Missouri, I I think their helmets are cool sometimes. Yeah. They're different. Those, those. There's, you know, there's two types of helmets in the SEC. There's super traditional, mm-hmm. and then there's like Missouri. we're going like ninety miles an hour. Yeah. Missouri and Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. they're just like anything we can do to like right. get attention on us, we're gonna do it. Yeah. yeah. And then there's like Alabama with like <laughs> old school stickers right. on their <laughs> on their helmet with a Rip number. Away jerseys. Yeah, tearaways. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so. Why don't we stick in the East a little bit? Okay. Tennessee Volunteers. Hmm. I, I like how their fans uh, continue to support their football team despite their football team being. Have you ever been? Terrible. Have you ever been to a Tennessee game? No, I almost went a couple years ago. Okay. But, it, but they had that giant storm. Remember that? Mm, I don't remember. You remember during the LSU Tennessee game in 2017? They had the big. Like hurricane during the game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Mm-hmm. I remember that. That was that. awesome. Um, yeah, that was and Coach O was standing there like a yeah. Greek god <laughs> with a rain awesome. pelting on him. Danny Etling was one off. No, Danny Etling was a good quarterback. Danny Etling was a good quarterback. Hashtag Etling is a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, Hashtag Tennessee has a strong arm. Yeah, <laughs> Tennessee. Um, it is a sight to see. Go into a game in Tennessee, like a good game, wherever, like it's a sellout and all that. I mean, they had, I mean, back when LSU only had like eighty something thousand, they had one hundred and ten thousand in their yeah. stadium. And I've been to a few big games, like two thousand one. We went to Tennessee. We ended up playing them again in the SEC championship game, but we went to Tennessee, and it was, um, I mean, tons of people. Um, all in orange. It was just it was a sight to see, and you could see in the in the stadium every year they were they were in a um, a pissing match with uh, Michigan every year of like who had the largest stadium, and every year they would just kind of like one up each other with like a hundred seats, like oh we added a hundred seats or we added a hundred seats, and you could see on the uh, stadium uh, seats where you would have like seat number six or whatever. And you could see where it was scratched out and it was like moved over a little bit. And it was like everybody was just like squeezed like a couple <laughs> inches closer to add like 100 seats in the stadium. Um, but LSU still is louder, even though even if they had 80,000, yeah. it was still a louder stadium than what Tennessee was with 110. And it was like their, their fans just kind of like sat on their hands a lot. And they really didn't make as much noise as you would think they would make for 110,000. Or maybe, or maybe it was the acoustics in the stadium. An older crowd, maybe. What's that? Bit of an older crowd, maybe. I think it's an older crowd. Um, 
you know, maybe heavier set crowd Ooh. also. Whoa. Well, but I mean, we're still, we're still Whoa. positive, positive, positive. Sorry. Jesus. Sorry. sorry. No I'm one, sorry. Dude. I'm sorry. With the outbursts. <sighs> I'm Get sorry. together. Uh, and I don't have anything against Tennessee at all. Um, I mean, I, I yeah, actually, I, I would love to go to Tennessee. And while we're talking about, um, like really good, uh, like really positive things, the SEC just in general, mm-hmm. great job with the uh, with the scheduling formula. Because we're gonna play Tennessee in what twenty years at Tennessee? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you'll be forty. Yeah, and you can go I'll back to three, Tennessee. I'll have two or three kids. Hey, speaking of Tennessee, um, I guess we'll we'll end the bouquet segment. Well, let's talk about. Old Coach Doug's at Tennessee, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, So fill me segue. in. All right, so uh, Hell bar, segue. Barstool, um, Big Cat, yeah. he's doing, uh, he's playing NCAA, was it 2014? Yeah, Is that the last one? Mm-hmm. And he is playing, um, he's been playing like a season for like, what, four years he's, now uh, on the, so on the, the game? The, the seasons, the Dynasty, when you play Dynasty mode, you start in 2013. Right. And uh, currently he's in 2017, so he's played five years. He's in his fifth year. Okay. Uh, he he hasn't stayed with any team for more than a year. Uh, and currently he's at Tennessee. They uh, they were eight and zero going into this past weekend, mm-hmm. and they went to Tuscaloosa. And he's ranked right. He's, yeah, I he saw was, that. He was ranked six. Bama was ranked nine because they lost to Texas A&M or something like that. Okay. Shout um, out to A&M. Yeah. Bouquets. Mm-hmm. Fun cult. Um, <laughs> Male cheerleaders. <laughs> uh, so they go, he goes into that game. He's up fourteen nothing going into half. About, about against to be, Alabama. About to against Al- at Alabama. Okay. About to be halftime. Bama completes a hail mary pass uh, for a touchdown. <laughs> okay. I don't but, know anything about this, so you're if, telling me for if, the if first you play, time. If you play NCAA fourteen, if you ever have to play against Bama in your dynasty. It, they they do the most ridiculous things in the game. Like there's just a very clear Bama bias in the game. <laughs> like somehow they put this Bama. This bias. is like and two Bama four just, seven like rivals throw, in NCAA yeah, 2013, 2014. Exactly. Yeah, they're like if you throw a deep ball against <laughs> Bama, Bama it's getting picked. Like there's just no way you throw a deep ball. Um, so so we're not doing bouquets to Alabama this week. Is that what you're saying? Not uh, yet. We're not there yet. Yeah, NCAA 14 is, but I'm not. Uh, <laughs> so he's up 14 to 7. Bama scores another touchdown. It's 14 all going into fourth quarter. They both trade touchdowns, so it goes to overtime. Bama scores first. Uh, it's 28-21. Okay. Big Cat scores. Or, sorry, Coach, Coach Doug's scores. Doug's, yeah. Uh, Air Doug's. Yeah. Uh, they score a uh, touchdown. He goes for two to try to take the lead okay. and converts. So he's now 29-28. Is that what 29-28 final in overtime. He beat Alabama in overtime. <laughs> he beat oh, Alabama. It was awesome. I need to go back and watch it. It was really fun. It's the only problem with uh, – you actually, I wouldn't go back and watch it because there was like this crazy lag on the game and everyone was like really uh, They complained about, about it. it. Yeah. I think it's because so many people were watching it. Yeah. I think it had like 60,000 people watching this Dude. game. <laughs> Dude, as a podcast, so I'm in advertising. Like, I I look at some of these like Twitch videos that yeah. he's doing, and I'm like, dude, these guys are just right. geniuses. Yeah. To be able to turn COVID into a 2014 NCAA <laughs> so season dynasty, right. and get you could get advertisers for this crap. Like, I mean, the uh, when he when he was doing his coaching changes 
when he picked Tennessee. Yeah. That had like almost 100,000 people Tennessee Twitter it. is like all over this. He has this. a contract with Tennessee. Dude, it's nuts. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely nuts. Me and nuts. Billy were actually talking about it the other day about how like every time like a Nissan ad comes, because like uh, NCAA 14 had a deal with Nissan. Uh-huh. So uh, – like anytime, oh, they're anytime getting they extra about, ads. Anytime they talk about like the Heisman, like the Nissan Heisman house, or like this game is sponsored by Nissan, right? Or like the Coca Cola coin toss, or something like that. Yeah, it's, they're getting like free, all these free free advertising. Ads. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I I think it's great. And shout out to Tennessee again for I, I love that these teams are jumping on. Mm-hmm. Like Texas Tech was before that, right? Yeah, and they they kind of like jumped in and they were like. Uh-huh. They gave him like a hat, and I know he's wearing like a Reckham hat yeah. or whatever. And now he's got all Tennessee gear. Yeah. I just think it's so awesome that everybody's kind of joining in for like a, a freaking video game. Oh, yeah. I just think that's so it, awesome. It really shows how bored everyone is. So like, I was actually looking forward to this game. No kidding about boredom. Um, and here we are talking about LSU sports, and there's really not much going on. But we did have some stuff happening with basketball and it got us even more excited again look and we have gone over lsu basketball on this podcast and this is episode 12 but we've probably gone over this probably four or five times already um the lsu depth chart for next year yeah um and with it's musa cise correct did i say that right musa cise musa cise so he is a uh five-star recruit for 2022 or 2021 2021 that is now reclassified for 2020 yep and big time shot blocker yep. um six what six ten got like seven six, ten, five weeks like span yeah. something crazy i saw i heard on the radio today that in high school he's averaging nine, nine blocks, blocks a game. game i saw that what? too and um what he was originally going to do was graduate early go straight to the g league and then get on with a team the very next year. Huh. And so now that he's reclassified, he can go to college for a year and go to the draft the next year. So he was already okay. kind of like looking at his options. Okay. Um, so now I think it's LSU, Kentucky, a couple other teams that are in the mix. Yeah. Um, it's, for, it's trending LSU. It sounds way. like LSU's. We're getting those crystal balls. On I think it was a pretty uh, strong-ass offer probably made. Mm-hmm. And um, Will Wade. Make- He's, He's going to make just as much money as LSU as he would in the G League. That's right. Mm-hmm. He'd make more money at LSU than the G League. So, um, Musa Cisse would be an addition I mean, yeah, to we, what we were already looking at. We keep ta- we've talked about so often like how badly we need like just some sort of rim protection. Rim protection, yeah. yeah. And I think it was like Josh Gray. I think that was one of the last recruits that we got where it was like, okay, this guy may come in and like have to play some serious minutes. Yeah, so what I'm looking at for maybe a starting five potentially and this is with all right if we had Darius Days coming back and if you had Trendon Watford coming back uh we're we're kind of all assuming that Emmett Williams is gone right yeah, I think that's Trendon Watford is the one that we're not quite sure about but I think he should come back um yeah, I don't think he's gonna we've talked about that I don't think he's gonna be drafted so um which means you'll, you we think Javante Smart will come back um, so you'd have Javante Smart. Um, Cam Thomas is yeah. five star. Cam that, Thomas might be the best player on the team next year. Yeah, it, it's like an automatic start kind of guy yeah. um, that you would have in there. So Cam Thomas. 
Darius Days at like a three or a four, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. Trenton Watford as your other forward. Four, right. And then Musa Cisse come in as like a center. Yeah. Uh, so that could be a starting five. Ugh. Let's talk about your bench. Josh LeBlanc coming right. in from um, Georgetown, who's a transfer. He's originally from Madison Prep, went right. to Georgetown, coming in. Who's Big, another apparently really good defender. Defender, right. And I feel like he's a guy that's going to get significant playing time. Uh, yeah. Will Wade's been talking him up for at least a year now. Yeah. Um, Charles Manning Jr. Yeah. A lot of people forgetting about Charles Manning. Everybody forgets about him. Um, and let's talk about some of the freshmen. So that's two already. So you already got a seven-man rotation. Yeah. Uh, which is typically – that's like a John Brady rotation right there. Yeah. Um, that was what our rotation was last year, if I'm not wrong. Right. So you got Jalen Cook coming in from Walker, stud point guard. Um, been looking at him for a long time. Eric Gaines is another guard from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Moani Wilkinson out of Bishop Gorman in Las Vegas. Supposed to be a high flyer, yep. almost like a Marlon Taylor that's clone heard, yeah. as a freshman. That's what I've heard. Uh, Bradley is a Wiro. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a 6'8", 230, though. Like, not like 6'8", not like a – I think of Chris Johnson when he came in. He was like 6'9", but he was like 180 pounds. Right. And took forever for him to get a body on him. This guy's 6'8", 230 as a freshman coming yeah. in. Uh, from Oak Hill Academy. So, if anybody knows basketball, Oak Hill is a, a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Sharif O'Neal yeah. mm-hmm. coming in as a transfer. Oh, Where yeah. are we at now? So, all right, I just counted off some guys. So, that was 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Of those freshmen well, though, that you just mentioned that are be on the bench outside of Cam Thomas, right? maybe only two of those guys see playing time. I don't know if all four of those dudes that you just mentioned see the court like regularly. Do you think they're better than Andre Hyatt? Do you think they're better than Cortez them, Cooper? Yeah, Jesus Christ. I forgot that he played a lot at the end of the year. Um, yeah, I'd say they're probably the, all None of these now. guys are less than three stars coming out of high school. Yeah. Um, and a guy like – all right, so there's Josh Gray, who's 6'11", 205. Bradley Izawiro, 6'8", 230. These are bodies yeah. that are going to be in a rotation – I, I think no matter what, those guys are in a rotation. A guy like Eric Gaines, I don't know anything about him, but he's a four-star coming out of Georgia. He's 6'3", Eric 170. Gaines Eric Gaines is good. I, the more I'm looking at this, this is a squad. Yeah. This is a legit, I'm talking 11, 12-man rotation. Um, Will Wade came on the other day. I forget which show he was on. Started talking about how deep they were going to be. Also started talking about, and shout out to Brandon Lejeune because he's one of the biggest basketball fans that I know. It, me and him talk about basketball all the time. Um, but Will Wade was also talking about, okay, now they have, they're going to have a bench. They're going to have depth. So guess what they're going to start doing more? Pressing. Oh, they're yes. going to start pressing more. It's going to be more full court basketball because they finally have a bench that can necessitate it. That's huge. I mean, that's, It's that's big like, time, man. That's it's something I was like so confused about the past few years is why we're not pressing. Like that was the big sell with Will Wade. Is that it's a, I think he just never had the guys. He never had the right. guys to he do this and we're finally going to get it. Yeah. And it's like, man, this is so awesome, bro. Like, so this guy, Musa Cisse, is it sounds like a great addition and all that, but I think everybody needs to kind of put it in context. It's not just a great addition. It's like 
completing the roster. Um, this could take yeah. you it, it for real. And I hate, I hate using like big, big bold statements like that. I feel like Matt Moscona want to do it, but it can take you from like, um, around a 32 team to an elite eight team. Like it's that big of a deal. I think uh, so. I completely agree. I think, I think this is going to make us more consistent if we can get this guy. I agree. I agree. And I, I, and I think they've been, they've been having a problem with defense. Last year was just a defensive nightmare. I think you had a lot of young guys and you had a lot of, you had a great offensive talent, but you didn't have anybody that really wanted to step up and play hard defense and having a guy, I, I you know, we've talked about it a million times. Like, of course we, we missed Tremont waters, but the guy we really missed from last year was big B Williams. Right. Bigby Williams was the guy that was doing all the dirty work down low, and he was protecting guys like Emmett Williams and Darius Days. Yeah. Um, and those guys still showed out, but they, they didn't have anybody big like that that could protect them and kind of get that rim protection that they really yeah. needed. Um, and if they missed the guy, there was nobody there to back them up last year. Emmett yeah. Williams was, like, having to do it all. Um, right, yeah, I, I felt like a big problem. Like, people were so frustrated that we were giving up so many threes. Right. Uh, I just feel like we had to sell out so much to like play help defense to make sure that guys didn't get inside because guys were just like it was automatic inside because we didn't have that big six eleven seven foot guy. Yeah, and I think somebody down shots. low like that that can swat shots like that, it's gonna help a guy like Trenton Watford out big time. Uh, I feel like he's a guy that needs somebody to have his back because maybe he maybe he's not playing hard enough on defense. Maybe you know. But it, it's a guy that's going to pick up some of his slack that because he's great on the offensive end. I mean, we've never had any complaints about Trenton Wofford on the offensive end. Give him the ball at the top of the key, and he can take it to the hole on anybody. Right. But defensively, he's just he's been a liability, and I think this is a guy that's going to be able to help him out big time. So I thought that was awesome, um, something that we should definitely go over because I thought um, – I thought it was it's going to be a big pickup when it happens, and we'll probably have to do a big shout-out when it does happen. Um, we had some big breaking news that happened today that we're going to talk about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. LSU has announced that they are going to play the Southern Jaguars in 2022. Yeah. They're also going to play Grambling 2023. Mm-hmm. Um I think playing Southern is a fantastic idea. Um, and I saw uh, Jacques Doucet had some good points about this uh, on Twitter today. And he was talking about, um, maybe I think it was Jacques Doucet, uh, but he was talking about how if other SEC teams are playing 1AA teams, then yes, we should play 1AA teams. If other SEC teams yeah. aren't playing one AA teams, then we shouldn't play double one AA right. teams. Um, and if you are going to play one AA teams, why wouldn't you play Southern? Right. Play or why team. wouldn't you play somebody like that? Yeah. Um, that's going to bring in revenue to your to your to the game. Um, of course, we're going to be paying Southern to come. Um, but I mean, they're going to love to play in Tiger Stadium. Uh, yeah. The student section is going to love having Southern there. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be fun. I mean, the band at halftime. Yeah, we were talking about this before the before the podcast. I don't even let LSU's band on the field at halftime. Just have it fully be the Southern band. Yeah. 
uh, take over halftime, take over the whole game if you want to. Like, yeah. it could be a showcase to the Southern mm-hmm. band. Um, I was watching some clips. When they announced this, I started pulling up. And we're, we're, of course, we probably have Southern music playing behind us right now. Um, we're, I'm going to have this whole podcast be Southern music the whole time. But I watched some clips of uh, the 2015 game, the Southern played Georgia. And they okay. went to Georgia. And they were like, and they brought tons of fans and there. The fans were loving it? I don't know if they were loving it. I don't think they knew what to expect. Uh, okay, because they don't. LSU fans do know what to expect. Right. Um, I think Georgia story. fans were kind of like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, they're sitting down. They're like, you know, not paying too much attention to uh-huh. it. And they, but LSU fans, I think, are going to get into it. Yeah. Um, so it kind of brings me to this is going to be a great thing for our city, and a great thing for the state of Louisiana. And it, it'll be a showcase of Baton Rouge when this happens. And honestly, this should have happened a long time ago. I agree. Uh, we may beat the hell out of them. We may beat them 60 to nothing. But. I hope we do, honestly. I mean, probably. I mean. Nothing against Southern. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a swag school going up against an SEC school. I think there's any SEC school is probably going to beat Southern pretty bad. Yeah. But it's not really about that to me. It's more about. The, the Southern Band is finally going to be at LSU Tiger yeah, Stadium. Cool. We played them in basketball years ago, yeah. and uh, that was always a fun game. I remember going to a couple of games like that one in the 80s when Southern was really good, uh-huh. um, and there was a couple of like, up-and-down games. They had, they had a couple of NBA guys on their team back then. Avery Johnson went to Southern. I mean, there's a lot of, oh, really? lot of big-time yeah. NBA players that went there a long, long time ago, and that was always a fun game. The Southern, Southern would bring a lot of fans, and it was very energetic. It wasn't as contentious as LSU-ULL, yeah. like USL, I should say, because that's mm-hmm. who they are. But LSU-USL was always way more, like, rowdy and, like, people talking trash than LSU-Southern was. Um, baseball, we played them a lot at baseball. We'd go, we'd go play them at baseball at Southern sometimes, too. Yeah, we still do? Yeah, still do that. Um, Roger Kador was always great to LSU, and Roger Kador and Skip Bertman were always really tight. Right. Um, so I'm just super pumped up about them coming to LSU finally. Right, and they, they were going to do us a big solid with the, uh, with the spring game this year. That's right. We were going to go there right. uh, when we had the turf. I, I, do, I really do like that relationship. I think that's... Yeah, I think that needs to be yeah. stronger. I, mm-hmm. I, kudos to LSU, man. Mm-hmm. LSU is doing everything right PR-wise since Scott Woodward and Ed Ogeron kind of partnered together here. Right. I, I, I don't know if there's anything that they've done that I'm like, oh my gosh, that was not a good decision. They're such good brand guys. Yeah, I mean, how far have we come from Joe Oliva to Scott Woodward? Everything that we do is golden right now. Um, Our social media game, everybody wants to emulate it all over the country. Um, All of a sudden, our our football program, everybody's doubting us again. Um, So one of the things we could probably talk about is uh, I saw Barrett Salee. I don't know if you follow him on Twitter, but he's like a big national guy. Yeah, I like him. He can't stand LSU. He okay. he's never loved he's never liked LSU, huh. and know. he predicted us to go nine and three this year. This year, um, okay. yep. And he has us losing to Florida, uh, Alabama, and he has us losing to Auburn. So those Auburn are his three losses. Um, I mean, it's not like I can't see that. Um, I think it's a little. 
I, I, or here's I'm another not, thing. I'm not with us with anyone saying we're gonna lose all three. So and here here's I a Twitter here's losing. a Twitter thing for you. You you kind of you you kind of took a little break because you were on vacation from yeah, Twitter. I so I kind of took control off. of the Twitter a little bit this week. And there was one um, I don't know who it was college football home or CB yeah. football yeah, home what something like that. There's like a million college football two four seven guys whatever they want to call uh-huh. themselves. He said something, ask me any question you want. And all I wanted to do was get a gauge from him of what he thought about LSU for next year. And so I said, how many touchdowns, I mean, how how many yards passing and how many touchdowns will Miles Brennan have in 2020? Mm -hmm. And I just, all I wanted to do, I didn't really care what he had to say. I just wanted to see where he was at on the Miles Brennan spectrum. Um, and he said 2,800 passing yards. No, I think he said 28 no, no. touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, 3,000 passing yards, 28 touchdowns is what he Which said. Which is, I think, maybe a little bit more than what a lot of national guys are saying, would say. I, I, think, I think a lot of national guys might say like 2,500. Where is this coming from? I, what, I what are they basing that on? I think it's based on post, uh, I mean, pre-Joe Brady. I, I really do. Yeah, so they think we're going to regress our offense. Yeah. So if our offense is the exact same yeah. as it was last year, and I guess that's what we need to like. If I if I see another person on Twitter that asks that question and try to poses that question, I'm going to say, if LSU's offense is the exact same as last year, how many passing yards and how many touchdowns will Miles Brennan have? Because the answer is probably closer to 4,000 4, yards passing yards. and probably 35. close to 35 or up, yeah. maybe 40 touchdowns. If you start counting bowl games and, and playoffs. Burrow had 60 touchdowns? He had 60 freaking <laughs> touchdowns. I still can't believe that. I mean, he had over 40 in the regular season, yeah. I believe, he if did. I remember right. I think he had 41 or 42. I mean, so – if you count all of the games, I mean, we're going to play thirteen games at least. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it, man. I, I'm, I think everybody's severely, severely sleeping on LSU, which is fine with me. Yeah. Whatever. Um, After last year, I just completely don't care at all, at all, really. Like y'all can say whatever. Right. It doesn't affect. Anything. It doesn't matter to me because we're going to score forty points. Yeah. Every game. Right. Um, I, I don't I don't see how we're going to slow down on offense. Right. Uh, if we do, bro, there's going to be some heads that roll. If this offense gets tinkered with, with or anything like that, uh, let me stay on the positive because we've been positive today. So yeah. let me be positive. Um, that's not going to happen. I, I, there's no way that Ogeron is going to do that or allow that to happen. Right. Um, you know. I, I've heard people say that we're going to run the ball more. I think we may run a – I mean, I, I think it might be a little different, but I don't – I still see five wides, bro. I see I, five wides. I see backs that are going to split out. Yeah. Um, I see super multiple with those backs. I see backs out of the backfield uh, quite a bit. Um, I, I think your dink and dunk is your run game. Uh, and I think that's the new, like I hate that word, new normal. That run, is what it is for LSU football. Run through the air, yeah. it, dude. It and ball control passing game is yeah. what I see. Um, get get Miles Brennan some good quick throws yeah. and get his confidence throughout the game, um, because and then we're gonna see the uh, the the Ryan Clark uh, bomb from uh, Brennan because mm-hmm. he's got 
He's got above average arm strength. I can't wait for him to throw, you know, like a 50-yard bomb. And Are we all going to tweet uh, Ryan Clark at the same UTSA. time? Well, hopefully I have enough. Hopefully I'm at the How's game. that for the arm strength? Hopefully I'm at the game and I can't get enough service to tweet anything. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I think you'll be fine. I think I think so. Um, it's looking that way. But what are we, what, So what are we thinking? Are we thinking um, fans will be allowed – but there might be a limit on how many. Yeah, I I don't know. I hear. Different I mean, it's June first. Yeah, it's June first. Um, um, I saw something that said there's only going to be thirteen thousand people at NFL games. I saw that yesterday. This is still predictions. Though. These this are, is, nobody knows for yeah, real. These are like rumors and stuff. Everybody wearing masks at the game. So, um, uh, an an August uh, football game. At seven o'clock at night in Tiger Stadium, wearing a mask, I think we may have some people fall out. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know how it's gonna work, man. I, what What do I have to do when I need to drink my beer? Yeah. What What's the protocol? I don't know. I don't know what you're supposed to do. I'll, I I'm really interested to see how they um how they value the students in terms of all this. Yeah, are the students gonna be allowed to be like full capacity, and then maybe. I can't see that happening. I mean, you got so many big donors that are going to want to be in like, to me, the suites got to still be active and the the suites will still be allowed for like 50 yard line ticket holders. What what about those guys? Yeah. They paid a shit ton for TAF fees. I still don't, I don't see what's wrong though with having people in the upper deck. You know, I mean, they're so, they're so secluded. So they're above the COVID up there. Right. Exactly. There you go. (laughs) The air they're breathing isn't getting down low. That's <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work out. I, and I don't think they're – I think they're more just concerned at this point with playing, and it looks like that's going to happen. Yeah, so, I, mean, I don't I, – I mean, knock on wood, but uh, – I mean – I don't I, see them not playing. I think the chances of you guys of, – of everybody just playing with no fans in the stands is probably pretty high still. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know how that's going to work, but it's going to be very disappointing to have LSU and Texas play at Tiger Stadium with no fans in the stands or like mm, 20,000 people in the stands, basically be no, no fans in the stands. Yeah. Um, that would that would be a little heartbreaking, but better than not playing at all. Yeah, that would be tough. Yeah, it would. <laughs> um, I, haven't, I've, I, haven't been, I haven't watched an LSU game that's at Death Valley from, my, from home or on a TV – Live in, I think five years. I've been to every single game, past five years. I think. Yep. Yeah, I think that's going to happen for a lot of people. Um, a lot of people that aren't used to not being there. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be interesting. Ugh. And then, like, what's the tailgating situation going to look like? I don't know how they can enforce that. I, yeah, I have a feeling like you're going to have two hundred thousand people out there tailgating, mm-hmm. and then twenty thousand get to go. Uh-huh. Something like that. I. I don't know how they're going to enforce that. Um, yeah, it's going to be a big, massive party. Yeah. Um, and and speaking of party, like the LSU Southern game in 2022, be that'll fun. be big time tailgating. Yeah. Um, those guys bring a lot of people, man. Um, that'll be a very fun tailgating experience. And that's another thing. That's a great, a great thing for them to like come together for the city and all that. Um, I think it's a great, a great. A great gesture by LSU because uh, they don't have to play Southern. Um, 
they could play anybody and they could play another team. It doesn't count for them at all. And it used to not count at all for – I know BCS rankings had never counted before, so I don't, I don't think 1AA counts at all for their um, RPIs or anything okay. like that or whatever they call it now. Um, it's like it doesn't even count as a game. It, they only it only counts if you lose. I think is what it is. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, but if everybody else is doing it and you're you know you're playing the same amount of SEC games and why why wouldn't you play Southern? So, yeah. shout out to LSU. Yeah, then, uh, so both of those games are going to be right after uh, we play Southern in 2022, Grambling in 2023, and 2022 we play Florida State. The week before, it's Southern, in New Orleans, right? In New Orleans, okay. And then the week before, is that the Grand opening League. game? Yeah, and okay. I think I'm pretty sure. So both it's Florida State and then Southern. And Florida State and then Southern, and then the next year is going to be Florida State then Grambling. And I'm pretty sure the so the Florida State game before in 2023, I think, is in Orlando, okay, where they play the Citrus Bowl, okay. Um, and I'm pretty sure both of those Florida State games are going to be on the. You remember how we played the Sunday game against Miami? Yeah, on Labor Day weekend. So it'd be like your ABC those, opening those are both game kind of be deal. Those like Sunday, yeah, the ABC games. Okay. Uh, when do we play UCLA next year? That's next year, yeah. So That's what, in LA. Yeah, but what's the? Uh, is it the beginning first game kind of deal? What's the? I forget how that laid on the schedule. You know, I actually don't know. I. Hmm. I want to say it's the first week because I'm pretty sure I was looking at it and it was the same weekend as Labor Day. Okay. But now, actually, now that you mentioned, I can't remember. That'll be a fun trip. Yeah, um, I'm definitely going to do that. You're going to do that? Yeah. Oh, well, hopefully. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm going to yeah, do that. Yeah. That's, that's a year away. It'll be a whole new virus by then. <laughs> yeah. Um, or LA will be burned to the ground. Who knows? Oh, Jesus. Um, so that's kind of all we had to discuss today. There's not a lot going on, guys. So um, hit us up with anything that you guys would like us to talk about. Hit us up on Twitter. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, but Twitter is our main source. But you can hit us up at One Team One Pod um, on Twitter. Also, go to our website, One Team One Podcast.com. Um, we have some t-shirts on there, our shop page, go click on there. You can also listen to all of our past episodes from there as well. Uh, but we're of course available on Apple and Spotify, all those, uh, podcast channels. Um, also you can email us at one team, one pod at gmail.com. If you want to get in touch with us that way, again, big shout out to our sponsor, uh, courtesy automotive group in Lafayette. Been very kind to us. Brandon Lejeune, court Williams court courts, a big soccer fan. You 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 follow a little soccer, right? Every four years for the World Cup. What about Manchester? You used to like Manchester United. Uh, my dad did. Yeah. <laughs> I have a I have a Man U jersey. We were talking. Me and Court were talking about Brazil the other day on Facebook, and um, he, I had some Brazil players I used to follow, and he followed. So, um, it's like you, you don't know you don't. It's like here you don't know who follows soccer and who knows anything about soccer. Right. So you kind of like throw it out there, and you're yeah. like. Oh, okay, yeah, you're good. you're a soccer fan too. That's kind of like how it was for for me and him. But uh, I used to follow I used to follow soccer because I would I would watch soccer early on Saturday mornings. You were, uh, you were a big Chelsea guy. Chelsea, yeah. I would watch soccer early early in the morning on Saturday morning before game day, uh, like college game day, because I didn't have anything to watch before college game day. So I would watch. It would usually be like a Chelsea game, and then all of a sudden game day would hit, and it was perfect. 
And so I got into soccer by watching early in the morning. By the way, Matt is a psychopath who wakes up at four o'clock every single day. Yes, I I wake up very early. The dog wakes me up and we go do our routine. um, And I make coffee for the entire house. And I've usually had about two or three cups of coffee before anybody else wakes up in the house. Um, That's how I roll. It's probably my bedtime right now. Um, So, yeah, I wake up early and go to sleep late. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, short, shout out to uh, Courtesy Automotive Group in Lafayette. Uh, go follow Brandon Lejeune for any deals and reach out to him. He would really, really appreciate it, guys. Big LSU fan. Tell him about LSU basketball, too. Talk some LSU basketball with uh, Brandon. He would love that. Um, so reach out to them. Great, great supporter of our podcast. So until then, guys, we will see you guys next week. This is One Team, One Podcast. Logging out. One Team, One Podcast, a Bandit Radio Production.